Hello everyone this is Ashish Vikshana from India who is the director of Safety Wall. So today on this another episode of this podcast we have Mariam Pakhtiwal from Kabul. So she has recently joined the Safety Wall as the um HOD of the resource department. Mariam over to you. Please introduce yourself so that we can begin. Thank you Aishad. Hello everyone. I'm Maryam from Kabul, Afghanistan and I'm pleased and honored to be here to do this podcast today. I've recently joined Safety Wolf and I'm very excited to work with uh, you all to make our planet much more friendly and much more healthy. That's great. Okay, so when we talk about planets and when we talk about plants So in this growing era almost everywhere you look you will find one or dozens of the such like creatures called um insects. So these are the widely diverse bunch and these classes are called insecta which includes ants, bees, flies, beetles and much more. So Mariam, do you have any idea about this? Because today's topic is going to be completely about environmentalism with respect to insects. I do have some facts to share but I'd also like to be more enlightened by you. Great. Okay, so I think I would say that you know these creature all possess a body composed of three segments called head, thorax and abdomen. So these are encased in a hard exoskeleton and all the insects also sport a pair of antenna, compound eyes and three pairs of jointed legs. Isn't it interesting? It really is because from that basic body plan emerge all sorts of amazing behaviors and abilities. that's exactly what i want everyone to look into because you know when we talk about the insects and the class insecta the amazing thing is about the successful a creature of this class so do you know which are the most successful creature of the class insecta uh no okay great So till date scientists have cataloged about 1.5 million species of organisms on planet with insects making up to 2/3 of this bounty. So researchers report in the journal proceeding of the National Academy of Science but scientists have only begun to scratch the surface. So studies estimate that the total number of species on earth is probably closer to 9 million and of planet's widely diverse collection of creatures some 90% of the species are reckoned to belong only to the class insecta i mean this is mind blowing what do you think about it i think the reasons for insect success include their tiny size which both makes hiding easier and reduces overall energy requirements also wide diet of both natural and artificial foods tough and protective exoskeletons like you mentioned frequent possession of wings which help them reach safety grab and mates and progenic ability to reproduce and i think that exactly. is where the most successful 
Exactly, Mariam. The prodigious ability to actually reproduce really make them the successful creature on Earth. And they contribute about 90% of the entire population of the widely diverse um, creature population right here in uh, the entire universe. So as we're talking about the insects, so there are another um, classification into this, right? So they are called beetles. So beetles of the insect order Cleopatra is, um, they are the most biodiverse group of creatures known. So these have more than 3,000, um, sorry, 380,000 species described to date and they make up about 40% of all insect species on the book. So on, on, the, on the order of uh, 10 coagulants and live on the planet at any given moment, what do you think about it? Wow, that's really mind-blowing. Like, that's just so much think about. You cannot even imagine, like, how complicated your environment is. But and to think about it, that's about 1.4 million ants per human, based on a world population of 7.3 billion people. That's great, Mariam. I believe you are a scientist. God. Thank you. You know, insects can be found by the buckets just about anywhere on Earth. There is one continent, however, that they barely have a foothold. Do you know which one that is? Um, that might be some place which is very cold. Yes, it's called Antarctica. In fact, only one true species of insect, a wingless midge called Belgica Antarctica, lives there. The tiny fly is only 0.08 to 0.23 inches long, but it's still the Antarctic's largest terrestrial animal. I'm not going to believe this, like 0.08 to 0.23 inches, and they are the yeah. largest Antarctic terrestrial animal. God, yeah. this is mind-blowing. I know. And do you know what? When we are talking about the um, insect which lives in a very cold place, it is also um, to, for us to note that, you know, the insects do not breathe through their mouths. So they inhale oxygen and exhale carbon dioxide via their holes called spiracles in their exoskeletons. So just like we uh, inhale the oxygen and exhale the carbon dioxide through our nose and our mouth, these holes are typically the um, line insects through axis and abdomens so also a bizarre you know insect respiratory systems are not patched into the animal circulatory systems as they are in humans so where lungs exchange grasses in the with the bloodstream instead in insects they have a cardiovascular like network of tubes called a traction system which delivers oxygen and ferries away carbon dioxide from each cell in the animal bodies so while I talk about this, I really believe that the power and the strength that God has created with and the God has blessed each and every um, single creator that he has ever created with. I know, like, I just can't believe what you just said. 
because in those tiny bodies, how can such complicated systems exist? It's like really uh, miraculous and it's truly is a blessing. Exactly, how that's a bizarre, that's a bizarre. However, do you know the oldest insect fossil? Um, I'm sorry, I clearly don't have any idea about that. Well, it is actually a set of jaws, which goes back 400 million years. So just Stop it. Really? 400 million years ago and there is a set of jaws? Yeah. God, go away. No, really. This suggests that the insects were among the first animals to transition from sea to land. Insects, in other words, were around a good 170 million years before dinosaurs came into the scene. However, the largest insect ever known to have terrorized the sky is the Meganorosis or the griffin fly which was an ancient dragonfly with a wingspan of up to 2.5 feet. These ancient dragonflies preyed on other insects and small amphibian-like creatures during their reign from about 290 million to 250 million years ago. The heftiest insects, so... I mean, are you saying the truth? I need yeah. proofs, man. I'm not going to believe this. That's mind-blowing. I will send you the proof later. You these are all you know published in uh, really good journals, and they're researched by scientists and especially archaeologists. And I know it's really mind blowing. It took me a lot of time to believe this, but this is history. Great, great, great. Okay, then more yeah. to the story. I really want to hear that. Well, the heftiest insect found today is New Zealand's giant weta, a cricket-like beast that can weigh more than a pound. The longest insect, meanwhile, is Chan's megastick, a native to the island of Borneo and stretching over 22 inches. Great. Uh, 22 inches? I mean, yeah. that's half a man who is like about 66 centimeter to be very specific. Yeah, and you know, as you have told me the information about the um uh longest insect, it's my duty to tell you about the smallest insect. You ask? Of course. Okay, so the evocatively named fairy tales from um fairy flies from Costa Rica, and one of these are the vast species. So Decomorpha ecme ecmepetorpha. <laughs> So these are the male ones, which is a merry 0.005472 inches, which is about 0.014 centimeter long. So most insects live only for a few days or like weeks. Um, you know, they, they just live for a few days or just weeks as reproducing adults and have spent much longer periods as larvae and pupae. So the first, so as you guys can know, these are the first two stages of the three-part insect life cycle. No way. Well, no way. if you want to know about you know, if you want to know about the exceptions, there are many. 
Do you have any idea about, about them? I do have, but what you just said is like, really, this is something I have never heard. Like, they live only for a few days to few weeks. Like, wow. Uh, you know, that's a very short lifespan. And I don't think some humans are able to even witness them exist around their environment because they die so quickly. Exactly. That's the point, Maria. Well, well back to my questions. Back to my question. Course. Do you have any idea about these exceptions? Sure. I will tell you about some of them, which is, uh, among the Hymenopetra Hem order, uh, there are ants, bees, and wasps in it. The egg-laying queens of colonies can live for decades. In the case, of, of course, of the red harvester ant, which is also called Pogonomermex barbatus, queens can live perhaps as long as 30 years. 30 years? I mean, yeah. it's rare that the children of this year are able to live. A sad fact, but yes, there are many people who die sooner than that. Yeah. Long live insects. Yeah. But you okay. know what's really mind-blowing and just really confusing is that you won't even be able to tell the difference uh, between these ants. If you look at them, you can't tell the difference, like which one is the queen and which one is the oldest or which one is the youngest. It, it is so microscopic. Wow. I, I definitely need someone to help me identify that. Maybe a microscope. Yeah. <laughs> so while we talk about these insects, I would like to tell you an interesting fact. So do you believe in the praise that goes as if not every insect is a bug? No. Okay. So strictly speaking, bugs are an order of insects called hemiptera. So these true bugs or entomologists also call them, they, they are distinguished for having hypodermic needle-like mouthparts. So these beaks are perfect for piercing into tissues to slop up fluids and, you know, whether they come from other insects or plants or anything. Uh, and in case, in this case, they are appropriately named bed bugs. You know, they suck blood from sleeping humans. And I feel that's how the bugs right here are um, just drinking my blood all day along. So small vampires? <laughs> exactly. But they give me trouble larger than the real vampires as well. Yeah, I can feel you. But it's still, you know, very hard to convince people that not all bugs are and or not every insect is a bug, but every bug is an insect. It's very hard to distinguish between these two. Well, for that, we really need that research. And as the research team head HOD, I look forward to you. Of course, with pleasure. <laughs> okay, everyone, that's the end of this uh, first episode with Mariam. Thank you, Mariam, for having me here. And thank you, Mariam, for telling me interesting facts about insects and also hearing some facts from my side as well. Thank you, Aisad, for inviting me to this podcast. And also, 
given me information which were very beneficial and uh, which were really mind-blowing, amazing, and very much, uh, for me, exciting. I'm always happy to be here with you. Thank you. That's great. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this extent. I hope you guys liked it. So until the next episode, this is the Earth Safety World team signing off. Ta-da! Okay, Maria, we have completed.